0: everybody welcome to comedy film nerds episode 254
1: and we'll see how it goes might be another two-parter who knows Who knows? anything could happen <laughs> maybe it'll be eight minutes long yeah it could it could be <laughs> it could yeah. be any number of things there are no rules no. on the internet god knows there have are. you seen it no the internet
0: no i haven't seen no, it no. <laughs> i haven't seen it in quite a while i got lost i was up in lake tahoe where they don't have it
1: Oh, they actually have nature.
0: Yeah, nature and, you know, ox carts and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> and casinos. And casinos, <laughs> yes. Thank you to it, by the way. We had some film nerd fans that came out. Uh, oh, great. I was headlining up at the Improv at Harvey's, and the, they came out. It was it was great. Um, it's always wonderful. There's when worse like,
1: places to be than Lake Yeah, Tonto.
0: Lake Tahoe's pretty nice. I'm bummed they didn't, they haven't gotten much snow at, at, up there at all. So I really, I wish they would. So you could have driven. I could have driven. Glad I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Driving's for animals, um, and uh, so so yeah, it was a fun week with uh, Howie, of course, and Avi Lieberman, and uh, you know, thanks to everyone who came up there. And then we got to get into the, um, you know, they had at Harvey's in one of the ballrooms, they had like a, a party for the. High rollers for Mm -hmm. the Super Bowl. Did you
1: scam your way in?
0: Yeah, of course. it just went. Yeah, we're the comics, man. Yeah, how you doing? Perfect. Got in and brought my buddy, and we just watched the Super Bowl in a ballroom on giant
1: screens and ate food. Now was it packed? Because sometimes when they have those events for the high rollers, I remember I did one in uh, New Orleans. Like half of them don't even show up. They don't even care.
0: No, they. This one, this one, everyone. Well, I think it's the Super Bowl. So uh, you know, all the casinos were pretty full for the Super Bowl. Okay, and it was a great game. I didn't, you know, yeah. It didn't matter who won to me, so it was just fun to watch. So, mm-hmm. had good times. Thanks, everybody, in, in beautiful Lake Tahoe. Come on now.
1: <laughs> well, we got a great show for you guys. where We're going to be talking about the imitation game, Project Almanac. <laughs> of course, we're going to be talking about Project Almanac. Um, and we have a guest who hasn't been here for a very long time. a couple years. And he's got some, uh, some Stan Lee stories where he almost met him. What? yeah <laughs> well, well his hands met him yeah we'll his get, hands it, met we'll him we'll get into that, into that. Yeah. we'll get into that later <laughs> now what a tease oh no, nice his tease. hands met uh stanley that but he didn't really yeah creepy we're gonna get into that later in the show uh, should we just introduce let's him? introduce him yeah let's do it buddy Ladies and gentlemen, um, the lead singer of Throwing Toasters, uh, the band. He's been he hasn't been here for a very long time, and we're happy to have him back. Also, one of the um, um, pioneers of podcasting, mm-hmm. I would say. He's one of the first people that podcast, and uh, he's now working with the uh, Jim Henson Company. Ladies and gentlemen, Grant Pachoco. Hello, thanks, guys. For having yeah. me back. Mm-hmm. Great to be here. Um, so, oh, remember the last time Grant was here? He did a musical review of a Battle Los Angeles.
0: Oh, wow, yeah. that's yeah. awesome. I do yeah. remember that now. That was fun. That was like in the first year we yeah, did the yeah. podcast. Yeah, gotta, yeah,
1: you gotta, guys got to go check that out. It was, it's a great song. That's awesome. <laughs> and review.
0: And a great movie. Yeah. And just phenomenal film. <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez picking up arms against the uh, yeah. alien, alien invasion. invasion.
1: Yeah. Go for it. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so what have you been up to, my friend? Uh, nothing much. Uh, I mean, just uh, as uh,
2: Chris said, I work. I tour with the Jim Henson Company regularly. With how uh, is that? Uh, it's great. It's fantastic. And what do you
0: do specifically?
2: We have a show called Puppet Up Uncensored, and it is uh, sort of describe it. It's whose line is it anyway, but with puppets. Um, but it's a live stage show uh, on stage and. Uh, We perform uh, to a camera, and there's big screens on either side of the stage, so the audience can watch us perform, or they can watch the screens and just see the locked-off shot with the puppets. Um, but it's a, it's a show Unlike any other And I, I mean Just last um, Last May We went to the Melbourne uh, Comedy Festival Down in oh. Australia And we, we were down there For five weeks In Australia We got to play At the Opera House In Sydney Oh man oh, Very cool. um, So it's, uh, it's a lot of fun We just did uh, Two weeks in San Francisco Right at the end of the year So And I think we have Some shows in Culver City Coming in March The dates haven't Been announced yet But uh, That's great But it's a lot of fun it's, I've
0: heard so many Great things about The Melbourne Comedy Festival I love that city And Sydney we went there for earbuds. The Opera House is amazing. Yeah, that Opera <laughs> House is fantastic. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, cool, man. Should we get into
1: into some cinemas? I think we should get into it. I, I was uh, I saw the Imitation Game over the weekend. I know we've talked about it before, and we're going to do a spoiler spoiler rap, rap, an an imitation, imitation Game, game. spoiler. But I did want to give my two cents. Um, um, I thought it was awful. I didn't believe it. I don't think it actually happened. Well, no, <laughs> wow.
0: what? no what? I what? <laughs> what are you, Bill Maher? <laughs>
1: No, I actually, um, we went, uh, it was a date night, so my wife and I went to see it, and uh, I'm watching this movie, and it was one of those movies that just kind of washes over me. It reminded me a little bit of American Sniper in the sense that you're watching a biopic about one person during wartime right a story that you haven't necessarily heard before Mm -hmm. and it was interesting to see those parallels because when you have a movie like hurt locker it's a war movie right but the fact that these were both movies that were biopics and war movies uh, that came out the same exact year um I really liked it. I thought, um, you know, Benedict Cumberbunny did a fantastic job. Benny Cumbo <laughs> <Yeah>, is yeah.
0: <laughs> amazing.
1: Yeah. He he was fantastic. And um, Kieran Knightley, you forget sometimes that she's actually a really good actress. Um, you she's know, when great. you're watching a Pirates of the Caribbean movie, you realize, oh, no, that's right. She's wasted here. She's a really, um,
0: I, I think that's a great point because I think. I would like to see her do more different things than, like, right. the, the, the period piece dress movies. I just,
1: mm-hmm. you know. I, well, I, I just love the whole, um, you know, I'm glad the story is finally being told about, uh, uh, about you know, breaking the whole Enigma mm-hmm. code. What I found fascinating, too, is, like, you've got all these, you know, the best minds in the world trying to figure out how to break the code. And you've got one guy who's like, well, we can't break it. We're human beings. We have to build a machine that can break it. The code mm-hmm. and i found that absolutely so fascinating and the fact that like he was so ahead of his time no literally no one believed him like well you're out of your mind that right. will never work you know you're you're building a ham radio with you know a hundred thousand mm-hmm. pounds or whatever and uh, just the fact that this entire thing got pulled off was I, I thought absolutely fascinating and it's also it's a very sad story too mm-hmm. so we'll get into that more in the uh, spoiler up. Yeah, but i good i really liked it i think it deserves the nominations that it has and um it's it's a very competitive year i think it would have a stronger chance to win any of these if it was a less competitive year mm-hmm. but it deserves all the nominations it got right on all now, right same thing with project almanac right <laughs> grant i'll let
0: you go first <laughs> on this movie uh,
2: well I went I went and saw it yesterday there was about five other people in the theater with me um, and I will say that that everybody else loved it uh, <laughs> uh, um, and I just I realized as soon as the thing came up in the beginning that said um, MTV Films I just said in my head I go this isn't for me yeah. this isn't this wasn't made for me um, and uh, so just from that moment on went into it with that mindset um, and and uh, there was there were just so many things in the film like what, what, but why wait, no what uh, okay I guess that's happening yeah. um, <laughs> you know uh, and uh, but I also I um, I'm a huge fan of uh, Joel Hodgson from Mystery Science Theater and Joel kind of has this people always ask him about bad movies and he goes it's just such a achievement to actually even get it up on the screen so like i'm just there like well Somebody they did it, it. Yeah. they <laughs> did it <laughs> it's up there i could i have i haven't done that so uh you know again i, I just was sitting there and go this isn't for me and and people laughing at things and i'm going why are they laughing at that i'm not i'm not getting it but uh, and it wasn't laughing at because it was bad it was laughing at the wacky things these kids were doing right. jumping through time um Anyway, it, w- it wasn't for me,
1: so <laughs> I well, what, will say what that. Was a, now it was a time travel movie. They discover a time machine in someone's attic well, or something, or plans uh, for one. Here's yeah, they discover plans.
0: Uh, it's a kid whose dad died when he was like seven years old, uh-huh.
1: and, and it was Flubber, right? His father was Flubber. At the father, time. Sure, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, of course. Um, his dad was Flubber. <laughs> No, he goes in his basement and his dad was some real smart <laughs> kid. These are all nerd kids. They introduce it like they're sciencey nerd kids. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh the lead character is a very good looking athletic kid, we're supposed to believe, is a nerd. It can't yes. talk to the girls. Okay, right, right. sure. Mm-hmm. Um so they find their dad's plans. Their dad was part of a very secret, covert military blah 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 called Project sure. Almanac. Right. Um and I'll say this as a fan.
1: Of time travel movies. Time
0: travel movies. There was some fun stuff in this. Mm -hmm. Like, what would happen if high school kids got a hold of a time machine? They'd go see an awesome concert. Like, okay, that would that kind of stuff was funny. Oh, I want to go back and meet this girl again. And and some of that stuff I found amusing, but not for I couldn't (laughs) fuck you for making another. Handheld found footage right. movie. Fucking <laughs> shut it down. I am so it is such a stoop. first of all. I was in the I like the back row.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: I got motion sickness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm already wanting and I lit and I tweet I was live tweeting it. Oh, I, I know. Like, They're great tweets. It was, Michael <laughs> Bay has literally made me sick. Because yeah. he produced this, so I blame him. <laughs> um and then like I guess I'm going to get into some spoilers here. If anyone wants to go see this, it's your your fucking problem. Um, But they introduced the found footage thing, and this is why it's so dumb. You are then so painted into a corner with this stupid, contrived device. And you have
1: to use it uh, even when it's completely inappropriate. To use it, yeah, that happens to all the uh you know a lot Ugh. of these found footage and, movies because, oh well, wow, I could you know, you know what would really go well here is Steadicam oh, uh, but no so no. they would
0: and then, and then of the, the course they they put in a couple like, "Wow, do you guys film everything uh no, no one, no one no would one, one films everything no one would yeah. film everything <laughs> they made that a
2: rule, that was one of their time travel rules, yeah, was we have this rule, we have you know we, we have to go together da 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 da, and we must film everything. Yeah. <laughs> So they and make, no
0: one
1: gets fed after oh, midnight.
0: So they make that, yeah, exactly. They make that rule. And then, and then there's some times where a big thing happens. They finally get the machine to go. And then it's in slow motion. Right. And the camera's moving around. And so they just bail on it. To them like, well, that's, th- th- what are you talking about? Like, th- th- they just introduce. And it's like what Grant said. They just introduce stuff like, well, science, maybe, and or Or someone, will, some, this is my favorite thing. Someone will ask some question about, hey, wait, how could you do that science-wise? And it goes, oh, stop asking so many questions.
1: You're so annoying.
0: Like, oh, that's how we're going to explain <laughs> yeah. the science behind it? It's just.
1: <laughs> to ignore it?
0: <laughs> to ignore it. And it was wow. just like. I mean, and it does that thing of. And again, this is why I love time. the time travel premise is if you go back and change something, what would it do? What would it what affect? Else would it, yeah, what would it else? The butterfly. Be? Effect. Yeah, the butterfly effect. Mm-hmm. So then, this movie it does. Then it just becomes a final destination movie. Then it's basically what happens. Oh, really? In terms <laughs> of like, well, then everyone's going to start dying or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it felt like to me.
1: Did it feel like, like according to the trailer too? It's like literally like the apocalypse is starting from them changing. Some
0: stuff. Yeah, and that's like you know, uh, okay, and 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 then there's some stuff. You know, I just did it to fall in love with this girl, and it's like this girl was giving him signals. Like from the trailer, you're like, oh, that chick's hot, and he's she's into him, and he's just like. I can't. So what you're saying is
1: you're not buying this movie.
0: <laughs> just, here's the thing: there were moments I was engaged and uh-huh. went, "This could be a cool premise." Right? If it didn't a have the stupid found footage thing, and mm-hmm. b if it had no involvement in Michael Bay and nobody writing it, that was an idiot.
1: Like it, it that's does, a lot of ifs it's a
0: lot of ifs
1: <laughs> now you're talking about Final Countdown
0: yeah it's, it's, it's
1: <laughs> easy like if you took everything that you just said and made a good time travel movie because there are some very good time travel right. movies And uh...
0: it's that thing with the, the the remember we that movie that came out a year or two ago where the high school kids get the superpowers
1: yes uh-huh. and again the same thing it was a cool premise but uh, do you have to force the found footage thing force into it force the
0: found footage mm-hmm. thing into it which ruined it and then like and this thing just felt like its depiction of high school kids was so stupid. Like, that's, I mean, I guess that's MTV's bread and butter is these kids are idiots or what, you know, right. like it felt so
1: like. So 50-year-old producers are making a movie about it, teenagers. That's what it felt yeah. like to me. <laughs> well, and there was even
2: one line, no Facebooking, no Twitter, no Instagram. Like, that was actually a line on the film and it was like, we have to mention these things.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because so like, I don't know how they work, but we should mention them. Well, the them. kids use them. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. Seen, I've seen them on CNN. Yeah, so I should, we should definitely mention them. Well, then All there's right. the, no MySpace. <laughs> that's, that's bad. <laughs> but like, there's like something.
2: I won't give a, a spoiler, but something major happens, and the kid, like, it's just one of those situations where you would get the hell out of there. But he runs back to get the camera because he have to go back and get the camera, or else there won't be a movie. It's one of the rules. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. The film everything.
0: <laughs> I know, and it's so, it was so dumb. Wow.
1: So dumb. So it's so weird that you know, like a Michael Bay produced movie coming out in uh, January would be stupid.
0: And I, saw, I have a, I'm, I, you know, I wrote the yep, first draft, of the review. article, so that's coming.
1: Yeah, um, and uh, I was not able to get to see anything other than Imitation Game, but I'll, I'll make the deal that uh, when I'm in Lake Tahoe, I'll see a horrible movie and write. Yeah, a you got to see Mordecai. <laughs> yeah, all right, or some piece of shit. like yeah, that it'll, it'll even out. Yeah, because that
0: was. <laughs> I literally was Done. like I'm so glad I'm not walking by this beautiful lake. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm in a movie theater watching this goddamn. How many
1: people were in the theater with you?
0: Uh I think I had the same 5 people that went to right. Grant showing <laughs> yeah. it, and some of them oh. laughed and went, that was all right." And I was just yeah. like, "All right, man.
1: You guys I can't believe I drove all the way to Lake Tahoe for this movie." Yeah, it's just
0: like, "Okay. Okay." But there was no, I mean, you know, it was the boy next door was the choice, and then a couple of. Oh, dear of, Lord. Yeah, it was. It was. Oh, yeah, it's
1: the January, February choices. Where right. do we get into what's in the theaters this weekend? Oh, I'm fired up, yeah. actually. <laughs> I'm actually
0: excited for what's coming in the
1: theaters this weekend. <laughs> but, you know,
0: whatever. All right. Say something.
1: Wait. Um, oh, hold on. I. I was looking at one of the movies coming out this weekend It's like I forgot to put on that I am actually excited about, which is the SpongeBob movie. All right, it's well, going to we'll be It looks, looks we'll great. Get... Okay. Um, we have a new sponsor. Oh, oh yeah oh shit. It's, um, it's really this is what I love about um, new sponsors is when they actually send us. What they're selling. Yes. So this, we can kind of get an idea of what it is. We can uh, we can tell you guys about it. And this is ProFlowers. ProFlowers.com. And Valentine's Day is next week, guys. And uh, if you have a sweetheart, you know if she says, don't get me flowers, that means you better fucking get me some flowers. <laughs> that That is a cliche, but it is true. You know I've what? actually been on the other side of it. You know how many... Fights I've gotten into with my wife that starts with "You said you didn't want anything," right. you know. They always, they always. You know, it's like, okay, no, no, but just say you want you know you want flowers.
0: You know what? I don't mind. I, you know what? I've never had anybody buy me flowers, and I wouldn't mind it. Okay, well there you go. I'd like See? to get flowers. That's like, very
1: very progressive of you.
0: I, I like getting flowers. Why wouldn't I want flowers? You know what I mean? I don't like to have a pretty house. <laughs> it smells nice. It smells nice. It's, it can't just smell like surfboards yeah. and katana oil.
1: <laughs> you know um so go to
0: proflowers.com in 50
1: years it can yeah Yeah. definitely it should (laughs) go to
0: proflowers.com
1: now we want to talk to you a little bit about this is uh one of the things about these flowers is that they're completely fresh so a lot of times when you get them delivered they're actually still in bud form so when you actually put them in the um in the water and the the vase that they send with it they um they'll actually bloom in like a day or two that's what happened to ours okay
0: i will give you the best um testimonial about this product (laughs) so last wednesday i flew to lake tahoe These flowers showed up on my front door i think on thursday Mm. i got
1: home first of all no one stole them nobody stole (laughs) i love my building my building people are
0: very nice um so it sat on my front door for five days i got home Mm. today's tuesday the third i got home last night monday the second at about eight o'clock and i see them on my front door and i'm like oh man these have been sitting here for a week are they gonna be any good so I open them up and they're sealed they're in one of those um sponge things you know you put the stems in the sponge Yeah, they're yeah, like uh-huh. soaked and they're like sealed up and I'm like okay and it says cut off an inch from the bottom and well
1: you could say they were in floral suspended animation <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, so they could uh, you know, fly 100 light years to the other end of the galaxy. exactly To
1: repopulate a planet.
0: Exactly. Go to that Hoth planet that was
1: in Interstellar
0: and put some flowers on it. Um, so they, uh, I open them up. They say, cut an inch off the bottom, put them in water with the plant food, and in 12 hours, they will open up. And I'm like, mm. okay, I bet you they're not going to do it. <laughs> I wake up this morning to go swim laps. Boom! They—they're—they're. They're, this is oh, like awesome. it sat up for five days. The sponge was already dry by the time mm-hmm. I opened up. So these flowers are still amazing. So I cannot recommend these enough. If you're gonna buy flowers for somebody, birthday, whatever. Celebrate something. Uh, obviously, Valentine's Day is coming right around the corner.
1: Yeah, and you know what? We got a special deal for you guys. Only if you uh, type in our code. This is actually, and it expires Friday. Uh-huh. So this is one of those time-sensitive ads. You get a hundred blooms of love with a free glass vase for just nineteen ninety-nine. But you can upgrade it with uh, gourmet chocolates and a stuffed bear for nine ninety nine more. Go to proflowers.com Ooh. and use our code CFN. Now, there's like a little microphone in the, right. in the right top right corner. That's where you click on that and you type in the code CFN and you get that special deal. That's the only way you can get that special deal. And it expires Friday.
0: Friday the 8th at midnight.
1: Yes. And there's one other thing I wanted to mention with um, uh, Pro Flowers and... Um, also, with sherry 's berries as well when we 're going to be talking about them in another week, but the, they want to hear your feedback like on Twitter, like if you use their product and they want to know if you 're happy or not like they 've got great customer service, and they even told us let let your fans know that we want to know if there was a problem with the delivery, if mm-hmm. something didn 't come right, so when you guys order um, and let us know and uh, you know tweet a picture yeah. of, of the flowers when you get them whatever but they but, want to know good or bad the yeah especially,
0: especially like if there was a problem because yeah. which which this is the this is the sign of a good company they want to fix it and make it better so right. proflowers.com uh, click the, the microphone the blue microphone in the right hand corner and coupon code c
1: f n do it before Friday mm-hmm. get some flowers so now <laughs> get your flower on get it, flower it up kids <laughs> floral work it <laughs> yeah it is a hashtag floral work it. So, now, Grant, we want to talk to you about um, touring with the Jim Henson Company because you've got a special uh, show, Puppet Up, but you just recently interviewed um, Stan Lee, and we want to hear about that story.
2: All right. Well, uh, um... A friend of mine, a good friend of mine, uh, Darren, is Stanley's assistant, mm-hmm. and uh, he loves puppets. Uh, this guy Darren loves puppets, and and uh, he goes, well, you know, Stan has a YouTube channel, and we're looking for new content for the YouTube channel. Can you come up with an idea? So I got together with uh, my friend Russ Walco, who's an amazing puppeteer. He's an amazing puppet builder. He builds for the Jim Henson Company all the time, and uh, we came up with this idea called The Ultimate Nerdament. And uh, basically, it's these two puppets. Uh, One's a nerd, it's a nerd, and then his uh, best friend robot that he built. And uh, we went to Kamikaze in L.A., which was a big sci-fi convention. We were there for three days. And we interviewed people about superpowers. So it's sort of like March Madness meets comic books. So we made a... An eight power tournament, and we ask people each matchup and powers advanced, and and so the show, uh, the ultimate tournament, is uh, is us. You know, each episode has two powers battling it out to to find one winner, and uh, it was a lot of fun. But then on the on the very last day. Um, one of Stan's other's assistants goes, well, why don't we just bring Stan by? And you can talk to Stan about the thing. And we're like, yeah, okay. So um, we were just kind of told – we were filming people and we were just kind of told it would happen. And so um, when we puppeteer, uh, we are looking at a monitor so we can see how the puppets are moving on the screen. Mm -hmm. And that's how most television movie puppetry is done. And so all of a sudden, suddenly Stan Lee was standing right behind us. And so we interviewed him about the two superpowers that were in the finals and he gave great answers. He was, he was hilarious. And then they whisked him away. And as they whisked him away, I realized, I said to Russ, I go, we didn't really really get to meet him. (laughs) He's this what you said he talked to our hands, but we didn't get to say hi to him, you know, Um, but he still is very cool. And, um, the show is on Stanley's World of Heroes and it's it's doing really well they they love it and they want us to do a second season of it in, at Atlantic City Boardwalk Con in oh, May cool. and we're we're working with they we're kind of you know teasing them on the idea but um we're like well you know if this is Stanley's YouTube channel if he needs two reporters on the red carpet for the Avengers or for Ant-Man uh Stanley and Jax these two puppet characters would love to do it mm. and they're they're like that's an interesting idea. So that would be awesome. Um, That's really cool. Yeah, but they said, but they definitely said, uh, oh, and they brought um, at Kamikaze, they brought DMC from Run DMC because he's got a comic out. So they brought him to come talk to us, and we talked mm-hmm. to Richard Hatch from uh, Battlestar Galactica. And so they were like, okay, next time we're just going to bring celebrities by all
1: the time. Technically like, from okay. both Battlestar Galactica.
2: That's right. Yeah,
1: exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: So That's then. Where can people
2: see this, Stanley? It's on uh well you can go to the Stanley's YouTube channel, uh World of Heroes, or you can go to nerdament.com, dot com, just N E R D A M E N T dot com, um and then I post all the episodes there. Mm-hmm. But uh but um Anyway, that's where you can go and, and check. And it's, it's family friendly. It's a lot of fun. We were very, we were very, we kind of made the rule, we're not going to make fun of people in costume because, and actually one guy was like, he didn't want to talk to us because some other film crew, he was dressed as Green Lantern and some other film crew would come up to him and their questions were like, so when's the last time you slept with a girl? And like, oh, those were all okay. his questions. We're like, no, we're just, we're having fun. We're fans. We're, mm. we're talking about superpowers. And people gave great, res- you know, because we got to ask them, we're like, Oh, you want to have shapeshifting? Well, what would you shapeshift into? And we got some amazing, hilarious <laughs> answers, um, and just
1: had, had a, a
2: ton of fun. So it's a it's a lot of fun. And now,
1: the, go well, ahead. I was going to say you've been in the podcast space for a long time, and also interestingly with puppets. So
2: yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we, uh, I did a podcast called "The Radio Adventures of Doctor Floyd," mm-hmm. and our first podcast was November seventh,
0: two thousand four. Wow. <laughs>
2: so um, that's back in the days we had to hand code your RSS feed. Uh, <laughs> Okay. And um, so, yeah, and I'm still doing, I'm still doing podcasts. Uh, um, Dr. Floyd, uh, Dr. Floyd ended in 2012, maybe. Mm -hmm. And then, um, uh, but so now I have a show called uh, The Uncle Interloper Show, which is a puppet uh, thing. It's a little puppet dog character, very family friendly. Um, And he goes around, like I took him with me to Australia and filmed, uh, we went to a place called Featherdale Wildlife Park. Um, and so it's just him talking to a koala bear or no, they're not koala bears. They're just koalas. They're not bears. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I was scolded in Australia. Yeah, they're adamant about that yeah. down there. <laughs> yeah. It's a
0: koala. It's not a bear. It's a
2: koala. Anyway, but it's, so it's things like that. It's him out and about and, and he's just this tiny little puppet that's fun to, to bring, uh, with me everywhere. And, and, um, uh, so that is the main podcast I'm working on right now. I have a couple other audio dramas that are in, um, various states of production but um that's the uncle interloper show is the main thing
1: right now oh cool nice so what um since we're talking about movies too what what are your favorite like puppet driven like um uh, movies i guess you have to i'm trying to think other ones that jim henson didn't make <laughs> that are uh you know like uh everything from labyrinth to um dark crystal and yeah some those, other ones uh, um yeah you know i i Never-ending story, of course.
2: Never-ending story, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I'm more, I don't know, like more things that kind of influenced me puppet-wise were more TV things. Uh-huh. Um, like growing up in San Francisco, there was a show called Buster and Me. Um, mm-hmm. That was just a local mm-hmm. puppet show. And, um, you know, that influenced me just as much as the Muppets did. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as far as Muppets go, I am probably... I, probably will get in trouble for saying it, but I haven't necessarily enjoyed the past two Muppet films. I thought they were okay. I, like the, I, I thought the second one was better um, of the t- mo- two more recent ones. Um, the first one, I was just like, I want more Muppets. Where's, right, right. where's the, why are there people? I want, yeah. I want more Muppets, <laughs> you know? Um, so, and I thought the second one was better, but um, mm-hmm. um, would I love to work on it? Yes, of yeah. course. <laughs> I, I would, in a heartbeat. And I know a lot of people who did work on it, but... Mm-hmm. Um, what got you into the, to puppetry?
0: Like, when and why?
2: Um, I was always just fascinated with it. Um, it. It was never, like, I never set out to, like, oh, I'm going to be a puppeteer. But um, in when we started doing Dr. Floyd, we wanted to do more video things. And uh, Doug, who created Dr. Floyd with me, he built a puppet. And then I was like, oh, I want to try building a puppet. And so I... Uh, I did. I just built... I, I just. I didn't know what I was doing, but I got a couple books um, and, uh, and built my own. And then uh, somebody who worked at the Jim Henson Company, this is back when they still owned the Muppets, said, uh, hey, we're filming this... It's sort of a, a sizzle reel for um, America's Next Muppet, and it's going to be like American Idol, but with puppets and puppeteers, and we would like you to come be part of the sizzle reel. So I was like, oh, okay. So um, I didn't know really what I was doing at all, but... In the group of people, they threw in a few ringers of, like, pro-puppeteers who were just kind of, like, uh, supposed to play characters and kind of create... Because puppeteers... There's no controversy with puppeteers. We're pretty... (laughs) We're pretty lame. Uh, So so they threw them in to kind of get a little... uh, And one of them was Leslie Carrar Rudolph, who is Abby Cadabby on Sesame Street. Um, Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I met her that day and we've been friends ever since and um, I, as I said I was I, I had no goal of doing puppetry um, but uh, she was in the original incarnation of what became Puppet Up mm-hmm. and uh, they had you know they put out it like they just said oh well we're looking for more people to join this and she recommended me and cause I had done stand up for so long sure. and uh, he was she was like oh he's funny he's real funny and he's, he's quick and so uh, so that's kind of how it—and it just spiraled from there.
0: And are you doing any podcasting right now?
2: Yeah, The Uncle Inchaloper Show is—it's uh, a video podcast, mm-hmm. but it is podcast. And uh, I just finished my Grant's Advent calendar that I do. I've done for the pa- i have done for 10 years. I think this was the 10th year I've done it. And uh, that is a daily podcast counting down the days till Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's only it, in December. It's only in December, yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's so funny because it's become this thing where in— August I'll get emails. You're going to do the advent calendar again, right? Oh, <laughs> My great. kids love the advent calendar. You're going to do it, right? And it's like, "Yeah, okay, I'll do it."
0: Cuz you've been trying to do more like family-friendly podcasting.
2: Right, that's some- all that's all I really right. I really try to do. I have this one idea that I may do that would not be family-friendly, but I'm I've just been so concentrated on doing mm-hmm. the old-time radio show type family friendly stuff uh like i just did a a series last year called um the tales of deputy guppy and it's an underwater western so they're all fish but it's all but it's all audio drama and it's all for Mm -hmm. kids Mm -hmm. um but we were doing a thing or i was doing a thing where each episode came with a pdf that kids could print out and then cut out and they could build the town so if they listen to every episode they could build the whole town and then uh, have their own little adventures with That's the... It's a great idea. We should do
1: that. It's fun. We should build a CFN town. It's fun. On our PDFs. <laughs> <laughs> we can yeah. have like a kitten Kittenhand skyri- skyscraper. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's a great idea. We'll make a Christmas village. We'll work on that this sure. year. Sure. I'm all it's for fun. it.
0: We got so much time to build a
1: village. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great idea. All right. Grant, we're going to need the name of your paper village design people. Uh, uh, it's It's uh, <laughs> me. <laughs> Actually, what I did was, this was really easy, was
2: uh, the old Lone Ranger radio drama uh-huh. did that on boxes of Cheerios.
1: Oh, wow. And so
2: if you go online, the towns are there. So I just took the towns and I copied the outline, but then drew in new stuff so it's oh, completely different. But So the
1: houses are already pre-built.
2: Right. So just cheating. That's how you do it. <laughs>
1: So so, getting back to, to movies, I know, um, like, I actually recently saw uh, Labyrinth again, which is one of my favorite Jim Henson movies uh, uh, of all time. Like, a Dark Crystal doesn't really hold up as much. Um, I remember as a kid seeing that, I'm like, oh, that was okay. Then I saw it again with my kids, and they could barely get through it. Whereas Labyrinth is another story. Labyrinth, uh, there's something so magical about that film where you have everything from um, one of the... Members of Monty Python writing the script, George Lucas producing, and um, David Bowie in pants that are way too tight, singing songs with a bunch of goblins. Has and, uh, <laughs> does
0: David Bowie ever worn loose pants for anything? Like when he, his pajamas are probably yeah, like I think latex. You're right. I, I
1: think you're absolutely right. <laughs> He's dipped into his pajamas. Yes. <laughs> and uh, and Jennifer Connelly. And it was uh, it's a great story. It's a really fun movie, and uh, it kind of it's it does that great thing that family movies do where it it touches and hints on much more complex issues and um ideas and themes than an actual just kind of like a kids movie so um definitely everyone check out labyrinth if you haven't seen it especially if you have um kids now um
2: i'll also say that the the uh, toby who played the baby toby froud that yeah, was uh, uh-huh. uh the froud's who designed it? Their right. son, who played the baby in that, he just made a puppet movie. I haven't been able to see it, but people say it's really fantastic. Just kind of an independent
1: puppet film. Oh, really?
2: Yeah. Oh, cool. And I'm 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 horrible. I'm forgetting the name of it. But if you search Toby Frout,
1: I'm I'm sure it'll come up. It'll come but up. It's a uh, yeah. And it's also. You don't really see that type of filmmaking, or even on television anymore. It, it's everything is all computer generated now, mm-hmm. so you don't necessarily see as many practical effects. And when you look at like a movie like Labyrinth and how elaborate not only the sets but the puppets actually were, like Jim Henson's Creature Shop has made some amazing things. Yeah, like you, when you also look at things like uh, The Storyteller. Um, you know, giant dragons and griffins that take like many people to actually um, right, operate. Yeah, yeah it, it's really uh, it's fascinating, and it's it's an art. I hope we never lose. Mm. I know it's got it's kind of you know with with computers kind of taking over a lot of that work. It's uh, I hope we always still have that really cool puppetry and right. creature designs. Practical.
2: Well, that's. I'm very excited. I'm holding out hope for the new Star Wars film because uh, there was that first mm-hmm. announcement that J.J. Abrams did where the creature walked right up next to him and it was a real creature. It wasn't right. CG. Mm-hmm. And then supposedly that ball droid is a real droid. Oh, not, really? That's not computer. Oh, yeah. He, they're oh, saying oh, wow. like, yeah, it's remote controlled. It rolls around and everything. So fingers
1: crossed that, oh, uh, very cool. that it'll, be, mm-hmm. it'll be real cool. So any other movies that uh, influenced you? That influenced me. Yes. Mm. Um, well, you know, you know, it's funny
2: uh, to get into Doctor Floyd, and it's you talk about another George Lucas film, but one that no one talks about is I loved Radio Land Murders. Uh, You're right; which, no one does talk about that's that. That's right, but that really inspired me to do uh-huh. to do the Doctor Floyd podcast because it was all about old time radio and. Uh, and it's, you know, I, I don't know. I like the movie. I, mm-hmm. I, I like it. It's one, it's one that I, I watch and I've watched a couple times. But it's an all-star cast. Um, oh, there's a ton of people in that movie. Yeah. It's written yeah.
0: by George Lucas. And uh, he did the story in Willard Hayek. Uh, it's directed by Mel Smith. It came out in uh, 1994. And it's got Brian Ben-Ben and Mary Stewart Masterson and Ned Beatty. It's got one of those movies that's got like a thousand people. in it. What yeah. year was it? 1994.
1: 1994, yeah, yeah
2: yeah anyway so that's but that was a huge influence on on Dr. Floyd stuff uh, oh cool we even the early episodes of Dr. Floyd used snippets from the soundtrack of Radio Land Murders <laughs> and then once we found out people were listening we went and had a guy remove change all the, the music yeah, yeah remove but, the
1: copyrighted music right exactly <laughs>
2: Once podcasting became a thing, so yeah. but uh, but yeah, and and more recent movies. I mean, I'm a sucker for the Marvel films. Um, oh, absolutely, they're really good. Yeah. And I saw, I, I felt almost bad doing it, but when I was in Australia, I saw Captain America. I go, should I be seeing Captain America in Australia? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I loved it, and uh, you're goddamn right. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was that's one of
1: my favorite movies so far uh, out of the whole series. Winter Soldier, I think is that just was one a, of my favorites oh, too. It was a great yeah. film. That one in Avengers or by my, my two. Favorites out of all of them. I know. A little Guardians of the Galaxy is all up right. there. Too. I don't yeah. know. It's, I, it's, after, it's hard for me. Yeah, I might have to put Guardians of the
0: Galaxy on top of it, but I don't yeah. know. They're all. They're all.
1: Yeah. There's no, I, I didn't see this. any of them that went, man, that was the worst movie. Ever. No. Yeah, those are terrible. The only ones that there were a few iffy ones before they got their act together, like the Hulk movie mm-hmm. with Edward Norton was. Uh, no one really talks about that one. No. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, Iron Man kind of set the tone and kind of started the whole ball rolling. Um, and so I know it's not a movie but I'm very excited for Daredevil
2: the, t- oh, the, the TV Netflix show. series yeah. oh really mm-hmm. yeah because he's my, he's my favorite character he's when is yeah, that coming out April 10th you will not hear from me <laughs> <laughs> April
0: 10th I wonder, 10th through the 15th you will yeah, be
2: out because they'll probably sight. release the entire
0: season sure. yeah all at once yeah. oh. oh nice yeah. very excited Grant's gonna get some you're gonna what have some a diaper yeah, yeah. yeah sitting of the TV <laughs> pretty much yeah That's well you can watch on your iPad you don't have to stop yeah
1: Good techniques, so. <laughs> buddy. Um, so we we'll talk about DVDs. Now, um, John Wick. This is one of those films, I just missed
0: it when it came out. I
1: know, I missed it too. And everyone's saying, oh, you gotta see it. You gotta it's see great. it, you
0: gotta see it. So I'm gonna make an effort to see this.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, um, Johnny Wick. Like, and it's, it's weird, that's one of those movies too. It had like a weird release window too. Like it wasn't out for that long and there was a bunch of stuff out. And it was kind of like, you know, that would have been a great movie to release in... Kind of like well, the a, other
0: thing, too, I think it, it was one of those movies where I was when like— it was
1: emptier time. Well, they
0: didn't get behind it. I think, yeah, that's the other thing, too. I think too. they yeah, just yeah. couldn't figure out—
1: How to market it. You
0: yeah. know, uh, Keanu Reeves is this sort of grizzled bad guy. Like, mm. I don't think they could—they just were like, oh, I don't know, it's weird, and maybe it won't do well. And some people—you know, I've heard a handful of people say they really didn't like it, but most people said they really did that I've spoken with. So I think that was part of it.
1: I'm looking forward to catching it on DVD yeah. and seeing uh, um, what the fuss is all about. I want to see it, man. <laughs> uh, the next one is Dracula Untold, which is like, how, why did this one take so long to come out to DVD? <laughs> it's, uh, what, what, were we, what were you guys waiting for? You know? <laughs> big, big release party <laughs> yeah. for Dracula Untold? <laughs> yeah. So, um, now, the, the Neil, you want to you check out Neil's uh, written review on uh, the site because... He, he had that kind of, when I talked to him about it, he kind of had that look in his eyes like, you know, it was, it was better than I thought it would be because it went, it followed historically uh, some of the biography of Vlad the Impaler, and they said, and then it just went nuts. Then the sure. CG took over and it was right. ridiculous, he said. But the setup and, you know, the actual um, beginning of the film, you're like, oh, it's, you know, this could be like a really interesting movie about this horrible person in history. And even if it did add like the Dracula legend, said, but it just went so ridiculous and you know, over the top. It it was a mess from that that point on from the CG. So, um, so watch the first half of the film and uh, <laughs> read Neil's review. Uh, no, I I want to do a DVD pick. I want you to pick uh, pull this one up on IMDb. Uh, Cries and Whispers. This is a, um, a an Igmar Bergman film. And since we were we got a lot of Academy Awards talk, I wanted to check out one of the um, the. From, older academy award um nominees. 1972. 1972 and how many awards was it actually nominated for i think it was best picture best director and it actually won
0: um, for
1: cinematography i think
0: it won it won cinematography best picture and best director and it was nominated for uh best writing and best Co- costume Design. it won for best picture
1: that's
0: No, no, I'm sorry.
1: It was nominated.
0: I'm sorry. It won for Best Cinematographer, nominated Best Picture, Best Director, Best Writing, and Best Costume Design.
1: Okay, this movie I thought was going to kind of be a drama about, um, you know, three sisters, which it was. Uh, One of them's dying, and they're kind of reconciling the horrible way they've kind of treated each other over the years. It was that, but it was also one of the most disturbing films I've seen in a long time. (laughs) Now, when you think an Academy Award-nominated film... Uh, especially one that won one and was nominated for all these awards you don't think it's going to have a scene with um, a woman self-mutilating her vagina because she doesn't want to have sex with her husband (laughs) so i was like oh my god i had no idea that scene was coming and it was horrifying it was absolutely horrifying and um i almost turned the movie off (laughs) at that point Um, i want to
0: turn this podcast yeah (laughs) so it it
1: it was it caught me so off guard and uh you know it's obviously it's it's an igmar bergman film so the drama is very strong and it's very um it's very poignant but that was just unbelievable so this kind of a spoiler alert but it was so off-putting i it's my duty to warn you you need to know about that that that, that scene is in this film yeah because um, I'm not so, going to see it no, now No, no And, and, and it's, I, if someone had told me I'd probably go, you know what, I think I'll pass He's got a lot of movies <laughs> He's one of my favorite directors There's other things I could see 1970, that was a crazy yeah. time back in the yeah, 70s Yeah, so so I can only imagine what the response was At the time uh, When when that was uh, the movie was being shown So uh, It is a very strong, disturbing drama With some also very disturbing Other elements in it And the thing that's so fascinating too about um Swedish movies, especially Igmar Bergman, even when they're shooting dramas they use some horror movie techniques and elements there's these really uh, uncomfortable close ups usage of sound uh everything from ominous like um settings to j- just the with the pacing it's really um it's It's not something that American directors do all the time, especially with drama so it's one of the things that you can really see how um someone from a different perspective approaches just the language of film so it's really it's worth a look if you know what's coming uh well
0: just the, on the IMDb page they have
1: the trivia about it it's
0: uh Bergman used his own money for the film, and he shocker couldn't find an American distributor yeah that's weird uh because they felt it was a little too uncommercial yeah um and uh and i guess roger corman um helped get
1: distribution for it or something. yeah he was looking for uh, a movie to like help us the prestige of his new distribution company and uh what what an odd match that that you know igmar bergman and roger corman but you know what that's the thing about this movie there were elements of both in it <laughs> that's for sure uh <laughs> so it is really um it's worth a look but be prepared so, cries and whispers.
0: Well, we know what the cries are.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, so, premiering this week...
1: We have Jupiter Ascending. A lot of trailers uh, uh, being unloaded uh, <laughs> wow. for this movie. And I think it's uh, it's an air of desperation. we got to make some of this money oh, back.
0: Eddie Ritt. Like, all these really good actors are in it. You, they're just yeah. like, what are you doing
1: It's fascinating It looks really bad Yeah And you know Eddie Redmayne's thinking Well I kind of hope That movie would have come out Before my uh, Stephen Hawking movie Yeah before (laughs) I got The Oscar (laughs) nomination (laughs) I
0: win the Golden Globe I wish this thing They They said
1: it was going to Come out last year You know It's one of those movies Got pushed back They would have just
0: Released this thing in September No one would remember it Or be talking about it Because everyone would be Talking about Theory of Everything
1: And also it made It actually made some money Yeah Yeah. (laughs) This is going to be A bad bad, bad um it, it, it's yeah it's got nothing there's no good buzz <laughs> on it's got very little going for it except channing tatum's elf ears whoops sorry that was my uh, nail <laughs> so uh good luck if you want to go see this movie and and also S- seventh son so we <laughs> wish you even greater luck oh. if you want to go see this one oh. another movie that got delayed blah 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 and uh all right well it's february oh
0: it's just like someone went nuts with the cg and yeah. then there's i think oh. jeff bridges isn't he like rah, 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 like doing one of his uh stupid pretty voices? much yeah yeah <laughs> it's, okay.
1: uh, yeah he's he's very you know he's a gruff mentor mm. yeah i don't he might even be an alcoholic i'm oh, not sure okay, great. you know and this uh depending on his uh and a kid <laughs> didn't the know performance. Performance. that he's
0: the chosen one has to go out and fight the things with the stuff
1: seventh son of a seventh oh, son baby great <laughs> I think that's probably a line in the movie. Let's hope Seven
0: Sun Seven Sun Baby. And then jumps on a dragon and rides off.
1: Well see now I want to see the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm in. So uh okay. Yeah, it's um there's plenty of movies to catch up on and not see those two. And also the Spongebob Squarepants movie is coming out. Now, my kids are very excited to see this, but I got to say, they do a good job. The last uh, movie I saw, the Spongebob movie, was actually – uh had, like, Alec Baldwin in it, and it was really funny. These are um, great kind of movies that are – like, they, they follow the TV show. Like, you know, a lot of times it wasn't just kids ever watching Spongebob. It was college kids and mm-hmm. people that just really liked animation, so – Um, This one, they kind of, um, they go out into the, quote, real world, and, you know, they become computer generated, so everything becomes three days, so... Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see it I think it's gonna have the same vibe as like the Lego movie this one so uh, I'm looking forward to it to bring like, the kids to it I saw the preview before Project Almanac and then was sad um, yeah.
2: <laughs> but i will to go back in time and watch yeah. Spongebob and um, but uh, what I love is when they're in the real world it's their CG but also the real world kind of looks cartoony like it's right. like the, the colors everybody's wearing and it, mm. it looks great it looks
1: yeah, fun yeah yeah it looks really fun
0: um all right, let's go to um, some uh, fan feedback about the American Sniper um, spoiler spoiler, spoiler, up. spoiler yes. up that we did. Some really great comments, you guys, on the Facebook fan page. Um, first of all, one fan, Brian Hodling, asked if my uncle, when I talked about um, uh, he fought in... Uh, uh Korea uh asked if he was in the Chosing reservoir and uh, there's a documentary that he he put a link to on on um I think it's on Amazon. Uh, I, Brian, I don't know that and I will I will try to find that information out. There's a lot about my uncle that we just his wife's been redacted. Well, no, it hasn't been redacted so much. It just uh you know, after he committed suicide his wife um just got rid of a lot of his personal stuff and so many oh, of my, my wow. family just doesn't know doesn 't know anything about it so don 't know the history they don 't know the history oh, wow. so uh, i 'll look into that um, but the other there 's a great comment here because we one of our criticisms of the movie was. Would he really be on the phone in a goddamn firefight? Okay, well, Kenny Mitchell posted on the Facebook (laughs) fan page, just so you know, the far-fetched sniper on a phone story happened between my friend and his dad. He had been sitting miles away on a rooftop board while waiting for the baddies to show up, and they did while he was on the phone. UK sniper team in Afghanistan. So, Kenny, that is awesome, and thank you for sharing that with us. Um, Did he hang up? Did he, <laughs> did he not did he put it on speakerphone yeah. Kenny, how did he yeah how did the story end did he have a bluetooth how did this how did this all shake out um and then uh peter frazier wrote great movie i ha- i have no effing idea how bill maher thought this was a propaganda recruitment film this was a soldier's journey the movie left me hollowed out Going to be thinking about it for days, won't lie, a couple of times, and theater almost lost it. Another thing, I can't recall the last time a theater emptied when it was done, and you could uh, hear, a lit- hear a literally pin drop. That's a great comment, uh, Peter. And then um, Samuel Maynard wrote, you guys didn't touch at all on Chris Kyle
1: being a big fat liar. <laughs>
0: Which is... <laughs> Which now this is this is again more information has come out,
1: and it also shows the wide spectrum of uh, responses to this film.
0: It's a great it's a it's a great thing, and this is when I'm so glad you guys are doing this. Um, uh, someone else on Twitter posted, "Oh, you know, decent movie. I liked your guys' spoiler app, but the whole tying nine eleven to Iraq was a bunch of neocon bullshit." a great valid point. So let me let me address the the Chris Kyle being a liar thing. First of all, I didn't know about that. The liar thing, uh this has all come out in this sort of uh, media tsunami so to speak surrounding this yeah. film. Uh Jesse Ventura, a uh, former governor of the great state of Minnesota, also a former Navy SEAL, um there was a lawsuit. There was a lawsuit that he won against Chris Kyle. Chris Kyle said somebody came up to him in a bar and, and said, you know, you Navy SEALs or something, something, said something to him, and Chris Kyle punched him out, and he said later in an interview, oh, that was Jesse Ventura, and Ventura's like, that's bullshit. So that's what, regard, that's what the Samuel Maynard comment is. The reason why we didn't address it is twofold. One, I didn't know about that at the time of seeing the movie and at the time of doing the spoiler rep. And it wasn't in the film. And two, it's not in the film, and this goes back to what we said of the Chris Kyle public persona, the Chris Kyle from the book, that's probably not what this movie is. But in terms – as we said, as a film, I think it's a good movie and I think it shows one soldier what happens when they go over there and how – as Laura Howe said, I, I think very – she made a very good, a great point. Of, if we're going to train young men to be professional killers – they're going to come back a little different, <laughs> yes. you know. And um, they might have
1: some trouble readjusting. They might
0: have some trouble readjusting, and and however that manifests itself, right? Either believing the hype of you're the you're the legend or whatever, right. whatever that is. So these
1: are great comments, you guys. And it also brings us back to the point of like with the Imitation Game, is where you have a, a wartime biopic too. We're so far removed from World the Imitation Game, yeah. You know, you don't you don't have there was never like he never went on a bunch of talk shows. You know, so you don't have all this, his, his this um, basically, this history of, like, oh, no, you could see him on this show saying this, you could see him on this right. show saying this. That didn't exist back yeah, then. Yeah, there's no YouTube yeah. footage right. of... of it, Exactly. <laughs> so, there may, very, may well be just as many inconsistencies uh, for the imitation game, but there's no, we don't, you know, we don't have that big, like you said, media frenzy of, of digging and also all of, all this uh, footage.
0: And they also think that the point you bring up, too, is, which is good, which is, you know... They're still fighting now. ISIS is in Iraq. We've already sent people over there. They're debating should we send more. So the Iraq thing, you know, World War II is done. You know, (laughs) we 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 got that cleaned up. You know, this is this is still going on. We still have troops in Afghanistan. So it really, I think, is part of the reason why there is. Are you
1: saying we don't have any troops in Iraq?
0: No, we have some there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we just sent 2500 over to fight ISIS, and then I'm sure there's some contractors who've been there the entire time.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know what? I think there's also some there that probably aren't being counted. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there must be a couple guys off the books hanging yeah, around.
1: Yeah, I think there's around. probably a few off the books over in, a, uh, most likely. Uh, uh, did you see that movie at all, Grant?
2: No, I did not. Did I just know, um, uh, <laughs> I just know the, the, I thought it was funny, the scene with the baby. That's yeah, the funny.
0: fake baby. had yeah, that we got. We got so much of that on Twitter. Like yeah. the biggest crime of that movie is the fake baby.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, I, I, could, I would love to hear the behind the scenes. Like Bradley, could we, let me just make the arm move a little bit. Yeah, just yeah. let me. Can I just Shake make it. the arm move? Um,
0: so th- thank you, guys. That is great fan feedback. Yeah. And we love these kind of discussions and uh, about and, a movie like this. Yes, so.
1: and also for the site spotlight, we have um, Neil's Predestination Review. Now, there is actually a good time travel movie out right now. What? And, th- and this is uh, the guys that did, uh, the directors that did Daybreakers. It's an Australian film. Mm-hmm. But again, not getting the release, not getting sure. the publicity. And How, getting did literally see it? Nothing. How did he see it? It's on demand. It's on you demand. can check oh, it out okay. on, on demand. Uh, but it's also another fan had brought it up too. You guys got to see this movie. It's Ethan Hawke and uh, it, Neil starts his review off by saying it's it was a great January surprise. You know, it was a good movie put you know released at the right time because there was nothing else to watch. And he said it's a solid science fiction time travel movie. All right, so uh, so in, definitely you know check I'm it in. out. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I wanted to see it too. I had heard it's, ever since the one of our Australian fans said look for this film. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I really want to see this. And, and I it's lo- based on a Robert Heinlein story, and it, it's it's like. From what I hear, it's like classic good science fiction.
0: And guys, just so you know, I mean, you guys send us recommendations all the time, and we can't, yeah. we don't can't get to all of them. But mm-hmm. please keep sending them because yeah. you guys send us some great stuff that we didn't wouldn't have known about otherwise. And again, as we've said, I love touting a good indie film that might not be getting that much press. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so thanks mm-hmm. again for that, you guys.
1: And one thing I want to mention too about uh, the shopping cart right now like uh we we still have a lot of stuff in stock we've got all the dana gold stuff we're actually going to be adding um some more stuff in there although we're going to be putting some stuff on sale soon too we're going to be putting some uh, hit clown and hello junkie shirts are going to be on sale soon um but also every once in a while we go into the cart and we see there's a, a couple of failed orders so like if you guys are having trouble checking out or anything just let us know because we don't really have a um, a bunch of people working on the cart every day yeah. that know like if there's anything like wrong that's not working uh, let us know just info at com, and that'll kind of make us aware of it a little bit more like last year <laughs> around this time PayPal shut off our cart without telling us um and we were about six weeks to two months without orders. I'm like, oh, the so orders haven't come in in a while. And then we realized, no, you, you guys couldn't order anything because it was broken, thanks to PayPal. So, oh, thanks. So uh, let us know if you're having any trouble because that's uh, that's how we find out. Um, all right, guys, that's our episode. Uh,
0: this was a good one. Thank you, guys. Grant, where can people find you on the internet, listen to your podcast, watch it, see you do a puppetry? Where <laughs>
1: will you be watching Radioland Murders again? Uh, in my house. That's <laughs> really the only place it shows. Um, <laughs>
2: but uh, no, you can go to mrgrant.com. That's M-R-G-R-A-N-T dot com. That has all my stuff. I just put everything there. So uh, if it's a kid show or if it's a puppet up or whatever, it's all it'll all be on that website. And then Nerdament is at nerdament.com. That's the show on Stanley's YouTube channel um, awesome. that I'm doing right now. It's a lot of fun. So. Uh, If you like superpowers,
0: go check it out. Maybe we'll post that uh, the nerdament clip with Stan Lee on the Facebook
1: page. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. How long is the clip?
2: Um, That that episode, I I can send you the promo and it has a clip of him in it, but that episode hasn't come out yet. Oh, okay. Uh, It'll be in in a few weeks, but I'll send you a link to the promo. promo. Yeah,
1: please do. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: All right, guys. Well, that was a that was a good good episode and. I think that's it let's see I will be uh, doing comics on safari uh, with Murray Valeriano and several other surfing comics on February 11th at the Brea Improv also um, bring your pro flowers bouquet to the Hollywood Improv on February 14th I'm headlining we've got a really great show Uh, Helen Wong is the MC. We've got, um, David Huntsberger, who's been on the show, Laurie Kilmartin, who we're going to get on the show, and Baron Vaughn, who's been on the show. Oh, that's a great show. great lineup. So, and they're, they're having a, I, I posted this on my Facebook and and I'll post it on, uh, Film Nerds as well. They're having like a deal. You can buy the ticket or you can come and get like a Valentine's Day package that comes with like, you know, Mm -hmm. champagne and a rose or some shit like that. So, um, so come on down. That's February 14th at the Hollywood Improv and then headlining uh, the improv in Harris in Las Vegas, Nevada, February 17th through 22nd. Check that out.
1: And I will be um, at... Lake Tahoe. Hey. And uh, February 11th through the 15th. So I will be there for Valentine's Day. So also bring your Pro Flowers uh, bouquet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be there with Will Durst. I'm really looking forward to it. But uh, please come check that out. And then I will and be. And make
0: sure Chris goes to see Mordecai.
1: Yes. Maybe... <laughs> if you guys want, if someone wants to come with me to see Mordecai, <laughs> Don't let him you're wiggle You're more out than it. welcome. Uh, and also, uh, I will be then back in town working on the CFN uh, Village. So. <laughs> Uh, designing it, uh, maybe Paige Branson will uh, oh, draw, draw some. stuff. Come Uh-oh. on, I, I think this is going to be a thing. I, I'm going to work right. on this. I'm going to. I, I, I'm for it. Okay,
0: as long as I have some sort of sword builder village or part or, or hut. Or you want something. a blacksmith? I want a blacksmith, the swordsmith, okay. so to all speak. Right. <laughs> Not so to speak. That's exactly what yeah. you call it. <laughs> um, <laughs> so,
1: all right, guys. <laughs> So and we we'll, got some crazy bullshit coming. Yeah, up. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to put in a working kiln, a working paper kiln, so, <laughs> so you could fire your own sword the size of a toothpick. Uh, <laughs> oh God! I think there's, we just just we just lit the fuse on a nerd explosion. Maybe. I think we should kickstart it. Kickstart oh, a CFN Christmas oh, village. Oh God! Well, maybe, maybe we'll make it ceramic. Uh, uh, anyway, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm going to
1: kill you. So, folks, that is our show. Uh, don't forget proflowers.com and uh, use the coupon code CFN. It's only good until this Friday. February 8th. And, uh, February 8th. And uh, we,
0: uh, I think that's it. That's it. Thank yeah. you, Grant. Thank uh, you,
1: guys. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini. And as always, remember, Han, Han shot first. first. We're making the village. Okay. <laughs> God damn it.